Are we live? Hello Insta. Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm doing it sideways. What a silly sausage. Hello Insta. Just waiting for my beautiful mate, Harold to the T. Thomas. Harry, 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 Harry. <laughs> my wife just gave me the look. As always, wishing everybody loads of love, positive energy coming at you. If anyone tuned into yesterday's chat, my wife's giving me my wife. She's my biggest fan. If anyone um, tuned into yesterday's chat, I just want to say thanks to Hazard, mate. What a great chat yesterday. And uh, for Flower Face 13, um, really appreciate your engagement. Um, it's a good chat. I mean, it's something that. It's relevant to so many of us is is alcohol and drugs and the pressures that we put on ourselves, which often they're not even there. We create these pressures into thinking that we need to engage and indulge um, in alcohol and drugs. And it's not a judgment. I would suggest it. it's not judging anybody uh, or telling anybody what to do. It's just pointing out how our experiences panned out, mine and hazards, when it comes to to drink. And drugs. I know um wasn't really big on, on cocaine, done it every now and again, nothing but definitely drinking was something. Hello Harry Joanne, I've just been waffling on. Harry Thomas request to join. I'm gonna wave at you first, then I'm gonna let you join. So yeah, it is a very relevant subject and um tonight's gonna to be a good one as well. That's Harry Joanne. Whoa, look at your background in comparison to my Bin bag holder. <laughs> I could go out to the balcony, but I'm going to the mosquito. Are there a lot of mozzies where you are? Not, not in this part of Brazil. There was uh, more inland. I got absolutely attacked my first few weeks there. Like, uh, I think they just used to me now. Mate, do they go for your ankles? Yeah, ankle, ankle. My feet were like horrendous to start with. I had, like, I think I got scars from. Yeah, I've got a few still on there now from. Uh, yeah, them. Tasty Selfie. ankles, mate. <laughs> yeah, they always go to the angles, but let me just make sure they don't drop. Um, actually, before you get UK one, I was just saying how good yesterday's chat was, and um, I shouted out Flower Face C. Hello, Roy Wiggins. Just start making sure I keep up with people. I shouted out Flower Face Thirteen, that lady that engaged with us yesterday. Honestly, it makes it makes these conversations so much better when you get someone. Just pitch in with either a question or an opinion that we don't claim to be the all seeing, all knowing at all. What we claim to be is people that absolutely love talking about meaningful things, but also listening to others talk about meaningful things. So yeah, yesterday was a good one, has real, real good, good yeah, chat. Really good. I, I watched a bit, a bit of that back today, and like even I was like, wow, that was uh, some really good information there. And, and like you said, mm -hmm. the engagement we got as well uh, it makes it even more worthwhile. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Um, I was saying as well, just how poignant it is. I suppose as well, just first, I stopped there because I was thinking in COVID, with COVID, with the lockdown, um, just speaking to some friends of mine that was still working in the social care sector, just how things like domestic abuse and uh, a lot of it due to alcoholism has gone up and stuff. So it was a real relevant chat. Um, and then tonight, if you don't mind, I've just had a little chat beforehand, which sort of, it can lead on for some, but the chat's going to be about 
knowing you're at that place where you know full well something needs to change, something needs to give, but yet you'll claim, as I said to you before, Harry, people say, oh, but I'm stuck in this. You're never stuck. Stuck represents something in the past. Not stuck. You're sticking yourself in your situation. So you're trying to make your present, your ego is tricking you into, I'm stuck in this. Stuck means you was. What you're doing right now, choosing to stick in the same situation. So Fatma in the house. Hello, Fatma. Thank you for tuning in. What, what, Fatma? But yeah, so tonight's chat is going to be about being stuck. And again, I say it with them abbreviations because we're never stuck. We're never stuck in any situation. We choose to stick. And uh, yeah, so Hazard, what's your take on that? Yeah, again, if we look at past, present, future as a continuum, if you, if you literally go, go and identify each one of them, so stuck is past, but we always know present is now. So what does that mean? If I keep thinking about being stuck, what am I now? Sticking. Yeah, you're still stuck. So it's mm -hmm. like it, whatever's happened, it's gone. But if I keep thinking about it, that's what I am now. The future, what is that at the moment? If, we're not, if we keep focusing on the, the past, right now we're still stuck because there's there's nothing else to take our attention to so like james said we're never stuck we're just keeping ourselves in a sticky place but if we just turn our attention to this unknown part this future all of a sudden there's a, a complete new uh potential that we can uh, achieve in that time and, and i think that leads on nicely from our conversation yesterday it's that point where you know something needs to change and that something needs to change is fearful. We don't know how to, we don't know what that is. We do know, but we know it's going to be hard work. We do know there's going to be confrontation. We know that we're going to have to have difficult conversations. That's scary. But all, we're in all this scary part. Right now I'm getting worried. But again, there's, a, there's an alternative. What happens if you just did that thing that you wanted? What would the outcome be then? And let's focus on our attention on that part. Can you hear me all right with the wind? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It adds all sensitivity. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's it. It's interesting what you're saying there because, you know, you're saying, oh, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult. And it's, all of that is that egotistical opinion, all of it. Because the truth of it, whenever you feel stuck, because it is just a feeling, you're never stuck. You're never stuck. You're never stuck there, right? Like this, you can always move. You can always choose to just go, well, I'm going to sidestep, gosh. And yes, it sounds very simple, because it is, but like Harry said, the issue is, is we build up, so we're in this, we're in our heads, in this sticky place, this place that we've been, I've been stuck here for ages, okay? What are you doing right now? I'm still sticking. Okay, okay, so let's just think for a moment. What is the, just one simple turn from where you currently are? Just think of one, just one without chucking any of this falsehood, egotistical, why I can't choose to do that. No, no, we're not allowed to do that. Hello, to I can't even say that. What a great name. <laughs> um, there's always a choice. And right now, you are choosing to stick to this stuck place, which is fictional, first and foremost. Not even a real place, because like I said, you're never stuck in anything. So, for example, Harry, can you give me an example of a classic example 
of of someone saying, I'm, I'm stuck in this. Yeah, I, I guess in an anxious place. Like, keep waking up with these anxious thoughts. I can't get this, uh, I can't shake this thing off my mind. And things are just bad. Like, it, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know, I'm stuck. But that thought of, like, I'm, all of a sudden, it's like I'm trapped in this glass little pot. There's so many other different things out there that we can take our attention to. The, 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 the stuckness, should I say, is, is that worry of what has happened. And all it takes sometimes is just take a breath, analyze what is going on, what is it why I'm stuck, why am I, and, and ask yourself more questions because all of a sudden the answers actually seem quite simple. And like James said, all it takes is just the next decision to do something different to this stuckness. So answer it. Bang on. And another classic example I hear often from clients as well is, and it, I understand this is difficult. I'm stuck in this relationship. I'm going to start with a brutal truth and then we'll address your ego. No, you're not. You are never stuck in a relationship. You choose to stay. That's a fact. Oh, but what about the kids? Sorry to say this. People do split up and kids do. Unfortunately, yes, part of life, kids do suffer. I mean, I'm with my wife. God willing, we stay together forever. But I can't predict the future. And is there a potential at some point that we could get into a situation where we'd have to split up? It's a reality. Does that mean that life is over? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Never does. I can choose to think of all of these, oh, but this is going to happen and that's going to happen. Because what happens is, this is what makes me laugh when people say they're stuck in a relationship. All of a sudden, they can predict the future. Because when you say to a them, you could just leave. All of a sudden, they're mystic men. They start telling you about, no, but if I leave, that's going to happen, and that's going to happen, and that. How do you know? How do you know that's going to happen? Well, I don't know, but I think that's going to happen, because in the past, hold on a minute. We're not in the past. We're in you now. Right now. Right this second. You can say, right. I can see this isn't healthy. I know this isn't healthy. And I know it's going to be difficult to make a change. But I can change. I can choose to change. That is a fact every single time. So the relationship is a big one, actually, because there is, especially when there's kids involved. Or not kids involved, actually. You know, when it, there's emotions involved. Okay, and you, you get yourself into again. And it's going to sound quite brutal, but if you're stuck in anything, to get stuck, you put yourself in that position in the first place. It don't just happen. Because if it just happened, you go, oh, all of a sudden I'm in a sticky place. You just go, right, I'm going to move over there. I'm no longer in a sticky place. You choose to give every excuse, and this is where the ego for me comes in as well, like Your ego tells you why you have to stay in a place where your soul telling you, I'm not happy, I'm not, no, 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 this is not right, what's going on. But then this other voice just goes, ah, but you've got this, 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 this. and all these objects, these fictitious objections and obstacles that you'll just pull out of your ass. I'm really sorry, but that's where it comes from. It comes from your egotistical arsehole. You're pulling out all these fake reasons of why you can't move on to happiness and that's what is so crucial to realize if you need to make a change in what you're doing 
and you know you need to make a change is because you're not happy in what you're doing. This is that simply. If you were to close your eyes and think about, just initially think about, okay, this is my place, this is what's making me unhappy, right, I understand that and I accept it. Right, what's my alternative? To be happy. What does that look like? I guarantee the first thing will be to not be in the situation that I'm coming in. It really is that simple. Yeah, it's um, a great example that you just said there. And I've got a number of clients over the years that have had the same thing. They're not happy in their relationship and they feel stuck. And you mentioned the kids as well. That's a big one. And here's a common one that used to come up. Oh, we're just staying with each other for the kids. And it's like, we're not happy. We don't sleep with each other. We don't even speak to each other. We share each other's time. We're going to stay each other just for the kids. The reality check is that whatever you're doing, if you're staying with each other at that point, if that's what your kid interprets as love, that's how they're going to grow up and take that. And sometimes it is to make the, the, the difficult decision to make a change, which means breaking up, for it to be better for the family and for the children. And just to say, look what a perfect timing, Fatima. She put, if we went, want to be afraid of our foods because of what happened in our past, we're going to still make the same mistakes that we did in the past. Change must happen. It's exactly leaning on exactly what you just said. Spot on, Fatima. Exactly that. And that's what is so... I do you know what? I'll give you an example of something that's currently happened with my child where he needs to make a change, okay? My child thinks he's stuck. Leo's 10 years old. And this has just happened. This has just, just happened. Okay, so my son's learning the guitar. And uh, he's learning the guitar because he knows once he learns how to play the guitar, he, he loves it, enjoys music, his skill set. He knows all of those things. But currently, he's built this thing in his head that he's stuck on this particular tune because he can't learn the chords. Now, that's no problem. My son has been learning so many different chords on this guitar so quickly when he's chosen to want to, to learn these chords. For some reason, company, his little ego is playing on him. Oh, I'm not, you're not going to learn, you're not going to, never going to learn this chord. Your finger just can't get there, just can't reach. And he's been stuck with this. I know it's, it, it, and again, you could, you could, you could definitely use this, this, experience, uh, this situation with adult life, but for Leo, currently, it's all in his head, is, I can't make this call, Dad. He keeps telling me, Dad, I can't do it. Dad, I can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. So he's building up this block in his head. I'm saying this to him I said, hold on, son. You've learned every other call so far because you chose to learn it until you learned it. What's stopping you from learning this one? Oh, I can't do it. I can't do that. Okay, why can't you do it? Silence. Silence. His ego's not corrupted enough yet to, to give me a, 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 some bullshit answer on that. He can't work out. And what was interesting is, so we sent him, he was all out on the balcony while he was playing initially, and he's getting really frustrated. So I said, right, let's take you out of this environment. Go to your room. On your own, ask yourself if you want to play the guitar. You really want to play the guitar. Okay, and then if you do, come back and get the guitar off. Come back, got the guitar. Five minutes later, Dad, Dad, look, look, I'm black. Simple, silly example where in his head he was stuck on, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't. And you might think, yeah, that's, again, the ego might be saying, yeah, what's he talking about? The kid. Think about that logic, people, because as adults, we're even worse. 
the shit we stick in, we stick ourselves in and refuse to change because of absolutely no true reasons is, is well, for your soul is unforgivable. The example you gave about kids, Harry, what example are you setting your kids if you're in that relationship, like you said, toxic, mum and dad ain't talking, they're not cuddling anymore, they're not kissing anymore, not holding hands, they're not laughing and joking anymore, yet you're still teaching your kids what to be doing life and what's right and what's wrong and all the rest of it. But what are they looking at? Because one thing I know about my children is for the first six or seven years of Leo's life, it wasn't verbal. It was all visual. He was taking in his environment, his mum, his dad, that was always loving him, he was always loving each other, that laughed and joked together. And that is what, I'm very proud to say, helped develop my son on an emotional level. Although he struggled with other things because of certain ailments he had as a kid, emotionally, because of what he visually experienced and felt, he felt stable. I'm very proud to say, at least he felt stable at home with mum and dad. Now, in the scenario you painted, Harry, how can any child feel stable, feel that their foundation, at least at home, in my safe place with my two idols, everything's okay? Well, it's not. What does that do to a child? Yeah, there's a lot. I've been looking in child development and stuff, and it does have a massive impact. And it is, again, the words are just one way of communicating, but for a kid, they don't normally understand it too much. So it is it's visual. It's the actions. It's the feeling that they're picking up on. And you could have an argument with your, your missus and that. Kid walks in, and they're all smiling again. They can feel the energy. They, they know that something's up. That's not, that's not right. And we, we, we talked about change as well. Like, if we want some, if we're not happy, we need to change. And when, let's use the uh, relationships as an example. When we say change, it doesn't mean no more relationship, you've got to move on. If you love that person and you want things to change, you can still change your dynamic. And the relationship is two people. Sometimes, unfortunately, one person doesn't want to change. They're not, they're not willing to change. And that's the choice that you need to make. But as a partnership and as a relationship, that's where a conversation comes in. This is how I'm feeling at the moment. I've been feeling this way for a few years now. I'm not happy. This is what I would like, and this is another thing. We moan about what we don't want or what we can't do, but we forget about what it is that we want. And a lot of the times we ask that question people don't know. So it's to almost think, what, what do I really want? And if that means I want this person in my life, then it's okay, what does that look like? That's the conversation, and then there's an agreement that happens within that. But at that point, you've already said it, if that still doesn't happen, you're still not happy. That's when you need to have another decision with yourself, change. So it's to almost be like, right, what do I want first? Because change doesn't mean get rid of exactly what, what's going on. It's just adapt. Just play around with certain things because it all, sometimes all it takes is a small change. One of that being awareness to the other person. Let me spend some time with this person. Let me listen to this person. Let me give attention to my kid and get more involved with the family. That could be all it takes, and it has been in certain um, circumstances with some of my clients. But on the other hand, sometimes there's that difficult decision to make is, I'm really not happy at the moment. Things aren't changing. We've been down this path so many times. I, I, I don't want it. Like, 
that that part there, that's the that decision to make. And this is where hopefully on this talk tonight is what can we do about that? I've been through, like I mentioned yesterday, there's certain points in my life where it wasn't serving me at all. Especially when I got myself into a bit of trouble, especially when maybe drinking too much on certain occasions, I was ready to make a change. We continued. I would have just been in an unhappy place for a lot longer. And just to make it completely real as well, because I, I, what I love, hi Jojo, what I love about our chat is, has, is I'm, as you are, always happy to go from experience. If I hadn't have changed and realised, so my man, two years ago, because of me, definitely because of me, and because of me mainly, simply not being present in my life, we both felt that we were stuck in a bit of a rut. And sorry, as the top up come up. And we we both felt we again I, I remember I remember the thing and the thing is I knew it was me that wasn't being present with my wife. But my ego was was still pointing the finger as well at all. what what is she not doing in this relationship? Blah blah blah. That was where my head was at back then. And it was not long after, I mean, you know about the time, some people were, when I was getting coached and um, when I started thinking about becoming a coach in the first place, it was around that period of time. And I started realizing the importance of being present in myself first and foremost. Okay, and then realizing that this whole stuck situation that I created in my head as well, it was, it was definitely, it was in my head, I was pretty less and what I was doing, my actions was following my ego. My ego was telling me this is this is what's going on and this is why you're stuck in this country, this is why things ain't going too well with your wife at the moment. But my soul was telling me, you're just not being present with your wife. Simply you are just not remembering all the things that made you love this woman unconditionally, fall in love with her in every single way in the first place, that you know he's still there. You're letting your ego suppress it and be distant and then have the cheek to start pointing the finger, which is what a lot of us do when we start, is we do this. My advice is, for myself, is first we'll have to hold up a mirror. Okay, what is, what is my situation I'm stuck in? Look in the mirror. And you will see your path because you will always have a part in this stuckness, as you called it, that you're stuck in. You will always have a part. And your part could quite simply be, you might be able to say that, as you said, where you have had the conversation, you have tried your part to say that, you have looked at yourself as well. Now, if you're at that stage, the one thing you can do at that stage for yourself, where you're serving yourself, and the other person, or whatever the situation is, is you walk away. You have to walk away from that situation that you're stuck in, because as soon as you do, guess what? You're not stuck anymore. It's as simple as that. And all of a sudden, you've got this foundation of, okay, I can now choose what I want to do with myself. Because before, you were choosing self-persecution. Anything you're telling yourself you're stuck in, you're self-persecuting yourself. Because you're not stuck. You are not stuck in anything. I'm going to keep emphasizing that. I don't have to hit you can always make a choice. 
Like the two roles where roles a lot of this comes for me is the people who work with the camper. Yeah, it's going to be my next one as well. Was it going you back on the mate? Go on. Well, there's, there's two. The first one was being stuck, uh, come up the other day, a lady that really doesn't want to take the vaccine. Her job is now making it a requirement in September that they have to have it. And she felt stuck. She loves her job. She loves everything about what she does, but she doesn't want to do it. Like She's seen all the, the, the problems that are coming with it and doesn't want to take that risk. But still constantly saying, oh, I'm stuck. I'm not sure what to do. In the end, she made the decision. I can't work it. Like, I literally can't work at this place because I don't want to put myself through that. That, that feeling of stuck doing something that you don't want to do doesn't have to be that way. But also that means sacrifice and other things do come into play then because one thing has to change for you then to do what you do want. And the, sorry, so then going on to the, the cancer. It's a prime example of where you're stuck. Stuck in this position right now that you've been told you've got this condition. You've been told that you haven't got long to live and you've been told this is what you need to do. It's, there's so many examples from this. You're stuck in terms of the decision that you need to make because you've been all of a sudden put a lot of pressure on that these things need to happen straight away. You're stuck in terms of making decisions in terms of letting other people down. You don't want to upset, but it's you. Like Right now we need to focus on you. And then there's, there's loads of things in terms of what is this going to look like? What's that going to look like? Again, everything coming away from being present. 100%. And yeah, the, the people that we've experienced with, with, with the cancer as well, it is, they, they what's interesting is every single one, every single time, they've chosen to not feel stuck in that situation, it's benefited. To some extent, it's benefited. Their decision to say, actually, no, I'm not going to accept being labeled with this and being told, this is what I am going to expect and this is what I have to do about it. I say, well, actually, no. If you're telling me this is what I've got, okay, I'll accept the label as in, you've diagnosed me, that's what I've got. What I choose to do now is on me, and I, I don't want to name names, but I'm just thinking that so many people, right up to this 15-year-old girl that uh, I'm currently working with, who her dad messages there, I need to talk to this message, is when people, yeah, she has a good example. So a 15-year-old girl has been labeled with the worst label you could give, beautiful young lovely, proper 15 year girl, not trying to be old enough to be just an amazing, angelic, perfect soul. And she's been hit with something horrific, so as a parent as well, like the whole family has, obviously. Um, but the way she's in the sessions we've been working in, the way she's started to take back control and messages I'm getting from the parents and decisions she's making for herself, now and the benefit they're seeing in her in their child already by just changing her in her mind. It's funny because we were talking, I was talking about this with her on the last question. What can you change? And she just initially was like, I don't know. And initially I said, okay, where did the don't know come from? And what was interesting, she 
relayed it back to, well, all these people told me this, that, and another. I said, oh, that's cool. So that don't know, you don't actually own that, do you? And she said, well, no, I don't suppose I do. I said, okay, cool. Let's shift that across from me. What do you own? Oh, I own what I do know. Okay, so what do you know? Well, I know, and I've got this, uh, obviously, we'll share this as well uh, at some point. We'll, we'll hear this from her. It's amazing. He said, well, I know that when I grow up, I want to be this, this. And it was, from what she's been labelled with, the, emphasis, the power of this is what she's been told to expect by these professionals, big adults that are so much cleverer than her, blah, 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 blah. Uh, she just dismissed and said, right, what I do know is I'm going to live. And, mate, the change in her from what her mum and dad have been texting me and messaging me about, oh, we've got our old, little, our old girl back to how she was before, blah, blah, blah. She's doing, she, all of a sudden, where she was stuck in a situation which is horrific, horrific, okay? But she was stuck in it. She just went, all right, I'm just going to step out. This is a 15-year-old girl. I'm just going to step out and choose to focus on what I'm not stuck in. And the way she sees it, she's not stuck in living. She's not, she's talking about becoming a horse rider, becoming a professional chef. She spoke about a 16th birthday. And I said, oh, but what other big ones? I've got my 18th, my 21st. And just straight away, she went back to school uh, with her friends. Like, you know, she started doing all the things that she was being told, she, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Fucking why? Why not? Why can't you do this? And of course, she did, she did childlike logic. We've got this thing, I say to this thing, it's childlike logic. What can you do? I can just go back to school. When are you going to go? I'll go tomorrow. Going back to school. Bouncing. Her mum and dad over the moon. She's seeing her friends. She, she's living. She's feeling alive in herself. So, again, that's just a great example. As soon as you choose not to be stuck in whatever it is you're choosing to stick yourself in, you will feel alive in yeah, that's a, a really key point you make is you still choose to be stuck <laughs> at the end of the day so you can make another choice to, to change that. And the key part for all of this, and this is what we see time and time again, is the moment that clients start getting outside of this stuckness <laughs> and, they, and they see the potential of what can be achieved and all of a sudden that they make their decisions. We don't tell people what to do ever. We don't tell people what not to do. But what we do is ask questions and we help them start going a different route. What would it look like if? How would that feel? And all of a sudden you just get this ding, ding, ding. You can see it all unlocking. It's like, oh my God, okay, I'm going to do that. And again, one step at a time. You mentioned school, go to school. How was it? Amazing. Cool, what do you want to do tomorrow? Well, I'm going to go and play football. I don't know. Like, there's, yeah. That's, that's the, the beauty of it. It all comes from down to that person. But all of a sudden, my belief of being stuck in here changes when I've stuck out of it. And now my belief turns into a knowing of what I am doing. Because it feels so much better than this place that I've been in for so long. You're bang on, man, when you did that. Is that the truth? That's where the stuff in the is. It really is. It's in, it's in your head. It always is. Because whatever scenario you're going to paint up of where you're supposedly stuck, Oh, how do you feel there? Yeah, yeah. 
before it went blank there. Um, whatever scenario it is you're in, whether it's relationship, whether you're going to stay because you've got stage with a kid, it could be an abusive relationship, whether it's a job, whatever it is, whatever it is, the place you're stuck and choosing to be is 100% in your head every single time. Which then means, if it's in your head every single time, you can, you know, notice it. Notice it. Accept, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking myself here. Okay, I'm, I'm accepting. I am a fucking, yeah, you're right, I'm sticking myself here. Next question. Why? Why am I sticking myself here? And that's a hard one. Because when you ask the why initially, your ego is going to try and baffle you with all these whys of, oh, this because of this, it's because of this. But every single one I ask you, take it back to your soul core values and see if any of these whys align with what you know in yourself, first and foremost, makes you happy. Really simple. What makes you happy? This doesn't. So what are you going to do? Stop fucking doing this. Was Fatima just said? It's amazing what you do, guys. Usually we just need a push to make. Oh, thanks very much, Fatima. No, it's amazing what you do by helping us out and pitching in. This is what we need <laughs> um, when we're giving these talks. But, yeah, do you know what it is as well? Just to touch on that, Fatima. I love having conversation with Harry. Tell me, I love having conversations with Harry, okay? Because when we talk, Everything you're seeing here is exactly what we do off camera. In fact, we're even more silly off camera, to be completely honest. But the point is, it's the buzz you get out of doing this. And the relevance is, by doing this with Harry over the years, for both of us now, both ways, we have unstuck each other plenty of times by just saying, what? You're choosing to be in that situation. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. And we catch each other. This is the thing. We're not claiming to be the all-seeing, knowing of this stuff. We just enjoy the fact that this is what we're experiencing on a daily basis. First and foremost, in our own lives, we're watching what we do. Where are we getting stuck? Because we are... You could choose that anything that's going on right now in anybody's life, you could choose at least 10 things where you can say, oh, I'm stuck on this, and I'm stuck on this, and I'm stuck on this, the bills, I've got this, I've got the mortgage. Got... There's all these things that you tell yourself that you're stuck on. Have a conversation with someone about it that's not your ego and see what they tell you about where you're stuck. And if it's obviously the person needs to be someone who genuinely turns up and listens to what you're saying. Because that's what it takes in any conversation. Especially when you feel you're stuck, actually. And this is where coaching comes in. When you, if you feel you're stuck in a conversation, uh, sorry, in a situation, and you think, this is, you know, there's nothing you can work out, supposedly, of how to get out of the situation, why don't you reach out and talk to someone? And what I would strongly suggest is don't reach out and talk to someone who has got any emotional attachment to that situation. Because they're going to play a role, bless them, they will do, of, of caring about how you're going to feel about it. With coaching, with the greatest respect, and this is what makes a coach a best friend from the off, a close, genuine friend from the off, we don't give a fuck about what your ego is telling you, which is self-persecuting you in any way, shape, or form. We'll tell you. First and foremost, we'll tell you how incredible you are for just showing up and finally say to someone, look, I'm stuck. Because most of us, like Harry said, we keep it here. And then that's when things turn, like we went to yesterday, into drink, into drugs, into abuse, into all the other stuff, 
it's because it just stays up here and you never vent it. You never let it out. Reach out and talk to someone. Reach out and talk to us. Reach out. Have a chat. Just go. This is what it is. And I think, tell us, I think you talk shit because I've got this, 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 this. Get it out. Get it all out. Give us five <laughs> And then just ask you a few questions about what you just said and make you listen to the words you've just used. Yeah. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you'll walk away going, you know, that's so easy. Because that's the thing. You have got all the answers. On every single session, Harry, I know you share this. The best part of any session is, I was thinking about that girl actually, is when you see the light bulb. Ding! It goes yeah, off. Right. And all of a sudden... They're telling you all the answers to everything that they said was problem. And at the end of it, it's always the same. It's, it was so easy. Like, I, I knew all of that. I just, I just, I don't know why. I, I tell you why you're eager. Mm -hmm. and, and I think Pratima said as well, like, giving that push to make the right decision, that was another thing that I've really needed these conversations. And since we connect with James, I can't have these conversations with certain people because we call them naysayers. They will say things, like James said, from an emotional place, from usually a place of love, which holds you back. And there's a, a book by Grant Cardone, um, Be Obsessed or Be Average. He talks about it. He said his mum, he used to speak to all the time. He's like, mum, I'm going gonna, gonna to quit my job. I'm going to set up a business. Mum, I'm going to move to California. Mum, I'm going to uh, uh, invest in a property. And her mum at the end was like, why would you go to California? It's so dangerous. Your dad invested in property and look what it did to him. And why are you leaving your job? You've got such a secure one. She has, she's never had a job. She's never been in California and she's never had a business partner. But yet she has an opinion of all of them. And because we, we respect their opinion and we love them, usually we're like, oh, what a coach does is allows you to bring out these things again Get you to really sit with it and then give you that, that helping hand. Go on, you're, you're, you're good. If it feels right for you, I've got your back. And sometimes it's just that confirmation that we need to move us forward. And this is why you can't do it on your own. I really believe that you need people to be able to, first of all, say this stuff, then look from different perspectives, and then allow you to be like, actually, that sounds, I like that idea. Let's go with it. And guess what? You can change if it doesn't work. You can change and go a different direction. But making that change is the most important thing. And knowing that you can do it and someone's supporting you, that's the key part. 100%. A couple banging points you just made. One of them really resonated, actually, is, and this is where the understanding for me comes in when people say, oh, you know, I, I want to change, but often it is because the situation that you need to change often is because sorry is with someone that you love someone that you respect someone that you respect their opinion however it's not serving you that relationship and this can be very nearest and dearest this can be your mum this can be your dad it can be your brother this can be your child it can happen at any point. And it's not about, we're not saying in every scenario, you need to change that person. You need to get rid of them and get to, no, that's not what it's about. It's about changing for yourself what you've created as a stuckness. That's the point. But if you're in a situation 
whatever it is with like i said it could be like i gave one with my child earlier on and it happened as a parent as a parent i create and so does my child and again because of the roles we play with each other often sticking situations that i have even created or he created and i'm not going to change my son and i hope he's not going to upgrade the dad and change me however changes need to be made in our relationship as a dad as a son even at 10 years old that's the, you know I'm learning as a dad all the time. He's teaching me loads, but at the same time, he's my son, and I'm hoping I'm teaching him lessons. And sometimes I have to change up the dynamic of our relationship. Not saying again, it doesn't have to be forever. Sometimes a small change, even albeit a tempor a temporary change, is enough to relay a foundation for you both to build on. Because the change is quite simple. I'm not happy where I am. I'm changing. Right, this needs to change. Into, I'm happy now. I'm happy. I've not changed him. I've not changed her. I don't love them any less. But I've changed that horrible, sticky feeling that I had that was building up inside of me that wasn't serving my soul in any way. It wasn't serving my being in any way. It wasn't serving my son or whoever it is in any way. I've changed quite simply to a situation whereby I'm now happier with my situation. And that's the key. Whenever you say your stuff, because you're unhappy, you always, always have a choice to be happy. No one can take that choice away from you. And that's a fact. You can't argue that. Oh yeah, but this, no, 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 no. You can always choose to, to do what I just did. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And it does take courage. But as soon as you do it, the first time. As soon as you break the ice and make that change, like we were saying yesterday on the with the alcohol thing, in fact, with that that girl brought up flower face. Remember, she said, "I don't know how to broach the subject, uh, but I can see it's destroying him." As soon as she broaches it, even if she gets that first time, even if you get resistance, you still, for yourself, you've started that change because you've had it. Then it is on you. You need to follow that through. You can't then cheat your soul. Your soul. You finally let your soul feel. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I don't want to offend her. I don't want to offend him. I don't want to lose her. I don't want to lose him. But something has to happen. Then you say it. Your soul just goes. Right. I need to talk to you about this. I'm not happy with this. And then you could get met with the resistance. But the most important thing is, you have started to make that change, even albeit a tiny one. And I guarantee you, even if initially your ego. Goes, oh, I know, I know, I should have said that. What did you say that for? You really, blah, 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 blah. trust me. Acknowledge that. Notice it. You say, okay, you're not serving me either. But then talk to your soul. To ask your soul, are you happy for yourself, not for the person? Are you happy for yourself that you was brave enough to take that little step? And I guarantee you, it will be a resounding fuck yes. Well done. Pat on the back. I'm proud of you. And tell yourself that. Yeah, I'm going to follow on with what you just said then as well. The key part is to make sure it's you that's changing. You can't change other people. And I, I, I worked with a woman who constantly was telling me about her partner, didn't trust him, always texting other people, always feels like he's cheating, all this stuff. And he's not doing this and he's not doing that. And literally it was always this person's fault. But the one thing this I kept hearing was the same thing again and again. And I see the stress. I see, like, uh, constantly checking Instagram to see if he liked anyone's posts and stuff. 
so far away from being present and worrying about what other people do, if it keeps happening, you need to change. That could be, I can't keep doing this anymore, I'm going to walk out. That could be the change, but the, the key part is you, because you will beat yourself up, you will question yourself, you'll doubt yourself if you keep asking someone else to change, and the change needs to come from you, and that decision could be a difficult one in the first glance, because all of a sudden there's family involved, the kids and all these other things, finances. But if it keeps happening, you, you have to turn inwards. That, that's a fact as well. And, and again, sometimes we, we want change, but it's the other person wants to change and we're not looking at ourselves. As a partnership, you can change together. But again, if the agreements are in place and one person's not doing it, that's another decision to be made. But that's, I think, really important is to understand it's only our actions. And if you can start working on things that make you happy, these other people that maybe are holding you back are going to see, well, they're not letting me, they're going to maybe change their actions then because they can see the impact it's having on you. It's interesting there. It, it, I, I thought for a second, that was beautiful, by the way, you were going to say when you said, um, oh, I'm not going to get it verbatim. But it sounded like you were going to uh, finish up by saying, um, if, if you can see that other person, you, you can't change them, then, jeez, uh, oh, I've, I've stuffed this right up. But I'm going to go back to the point you started with, and hopefully it will come back, because what you said was precisely it, is to change any situation you're stuck in, one of the things you said there, which I know we always say, but again, it's so, so true, is if you're stuck in any situation, it's because you're not being present. You cannot be present and be stuck. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. No matter what's going on, you can't be, if you're living in your moment, you're not stuck in anything. Because if you're living in your moment, in the now, which again, as we always say, and this again, no one can refute this, the only thing you ever, ever, ever have any control on, full control on, in fact, is what's going on right now. So if that's fact, which it is, right, right now, if it is a fact, which it is, because the if comes from your ego, start knowing, actually, no, that's true. Actually, right now, I'm sitting on my sofa, whatever it is, I could just stand up and I could go out for a walk. Uh, once you know that you have full control over your now, you start realizing that anything else isn't actually happening. It's already happened. <laughs> Which means there's nothing you can do about it, no matter how much your ego starts telling you this, that, and the other. It's already happened. You're in your now. You can look at, you can instantly look, and I, do you know what has? I love, I always love your example with the speedboat or the bash on the head. So you're stuck in a situation with someone, again, in your head, I'm stuck in this facade for, for whatever excuses you're going to give yourself as to why you can't change this situation, you're stuck with this person, okay? If you got a bang on the head, and so did that person, like this to say, you both got a knock on the head, and you completely forgot about any of the stuff, because bearing in mind, any of the stuff that you're saying that you need to change, like I said, it's already happened. You get a donk on the head, like it does happen to people. You wake up, you're, you're with that person, they've had a donk on their head. You've got a fresh slate. Just because you're present now, just because you're present and someone has taken away all that fictitious shite that you're gauging, not only your fake presence on, 
But you start telling yourself, like I said, I can't change this because you turn into a mind reader because this is going to happen and that's going to happen. You take all that away. If someone gives you that fresh, that fresh clean slate, like I said, that little dog, which you can choose to give yourself. Right, I'm going to let go of everything. I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to take it, like you say, I'm going to go back to my breath and I'm just going to concentrate on what's going on right within now. All of a sudden, and again, this is what I can say this from experience, becoming present in myself, which again is something I'm, I'm not claiming that I've, I'm a master at, I'm still working all the time, but it changed my life. It changed the way I, 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 I parent, the way I'm as a husband, the way I'm as a son, as, as a friend, as every single as element of As a football fan. As, as, as I, I told you, didn't I, about that experience with England the other night, how different I was and what I was experiencing. Um, yeah, it does. It instantly changes you. So it actually is interesting because we started off about, you know, this whole talk is about being stuck. And it's so interesting about any chat we have, even with the drinking, whatever else, it always comes back to one thing, is you're not being present in yourself. It's as simple as that. It really is. Yeah, there's always a choice. Always a choice. And uh, I think we, we mentioned it earlier, the, the definition of insanity is by doing the same thing and expecting uh, a change to happen. A yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that is literally the definition of insanity. And that's what makes me laugh about when people, like my, my brother got labelled as mentally ill, when, uh, which, he, which my brother had, he had a, a breakdown of the brain when we was in our teenage years. But what I've since learned <laughs> from working in the mental health sector for many, many years is just how many, once you learn what the definition of, of the, what the so-called definition is of mental health, you'll find that every single one of us is severely mentally ill because 99% of our population, 6.7 billion people, all live in the past. Worry. Stress is the biggest killer. All of these things are talking about past events. You can't stress about something that hasn't happened yet. Think about that for a second and let that sink in. How can you really stress and worry about something that's not happened yet? How can you start worrying about something that's already happened? Yet 99% of the population, 70% of the time, are living either in a past, obviously it's already happened, or often a fictitious future that's gauged off of a past. That's already happened. What fucking sense does that make? You tell me you're not mentally ill. It is a common thing. And the more uh, we look into this as well, the more you start identifying how, how often you do get stuck into these moments or how many things I'm worrying about. Like, for example, finances. When I was at my company, I had to pay staff a certain day of the month. It's got 10 days before and I'm worrying, oh my God, we're not going to be able to pay. And all these different things. And if I was just present, what can we do about it? Right? Like, if I don't do anything, oh my God, I can't pay my staff, I'll get really stressed. I've got 10 days to, to work that out now. And that took so long. And again, I still get stuck in certain things. I phone up James, and like, this is my situation at the moment. There's always a question to be thrown at you to look at it from a different uh, position. And again, having that person, that outlet to speak to someone, because sometimes we don't trust our own decision, because we don't know what it looks like. We don't know any, anyone has been there. 
So all we're doing again is basing it all on what we do know. And that person had a terrible experience when they went there. So, oh my God, look. And sometimes it just takes someone else to go, what, what are you on about? If you did this, this and this, what would that look like? Mate, that's bang on. I, I, could, I could name so many things over the, the last few years which I've put on you solely because, it's interesting, solely because I know, solely because of my ego. I've known, I'm not trusting myself here yet, I'm aware of my ego, I know what's going on, my soul's telling me something, I'm sure this is my soul, but my ego's even making me doubt it. So I'll go, right, hazard. sorry mate, <laughs> I'll go, hazard. this is what's going on, currently. And, again, you'll just come back with an unattached, there's no baggage in your response whatsoever, to just come back with something that is truth, your truth. So when it comes, and again, this is, this is the beauty of coaching. This is why people, this is why we all need these coaches. This is why we coach each other all the freaking time. Is because the truth, unlike anything other than the truth, the truth is only ever the truth. And that might sound really freaking basic, but think about that for a minute. Because if you really, if that resonates with you and you live your life by having someone in your life that you know you can go to and you can just go, right, this is my situation. And know that whatever they come back with is coming from their truth. Not a version, it's their truth. Harry, whatever he coaches me on, is Harry's truth. And I will look at it that way, right, that's the truth. So my ego can't argue with that. That's his truth. I can then ask, okay, has it's made me question you. What you've just said there, I'm trying to work out. Again, it opens up a meaningful conversation. Rather than the shit that you're letting your ego play with, you can bounce off of someone, and in this case, Harry, I'll bounce his truth off of him backwards and forwards. And before long, I realized, oh, there it is again. His truth was just the truth. It's the thing that I know deep down, okay, but I needed that validation. And that might still be my ego playing tricks with me, probably is, to make me think I need that validation, but I don't see anything wrong in that. Because to be able to share that with somebody else, number one, what it does, and again, there's a whole load of science behind this that we could refer you to, as soon as you hear yourself, your problems, or so-called problems, as soon as they go, you push that out. So rather than you're just letting it stay in your head and you're having dialogue in your head, you actually push the energy out into the atmosphere, into the ether, into somebody else's ears who's lending you their ears for that conversation. This is a guarantee. You will immediately listen to what you've said and something will start happening. Because you put it out. You put it out as soon as what we were saying yesterday to that girl as well about broaching that subject. It, and again, this is so relevant to any situation that you consider you're stuck in. Talk might sound mental. If you haven't got anyone else to talk to, try this. Go to the bathroom, look in the mirror, and start telling yourself the situation that you're so-called stuck in. And again, first and foremost, don't let your ego play tricks and you go, what are you doing talking to yourself in the mirror? You're talking to yourself in your fucking head all the time. What's the harm in talking to yourself out loud so you can actually hear what it is that you think is worrying you? I do this. I told you about this, how you want to go right into the mirror as well, to so really concentrate. 
And again, before people label me as a nutcase, look into how mainstream, not mainstream, new innovative work on mental health issues. What, what their approach is. It's all about the person because most people with mental health issues, and that's most of us, is because the voice is in the head. They never actually express. They'll just combat. And I've witnessed this with my brother for years. So I mean now, since I started learning about being present, I've started understanding just how mental health works. I'm convinced now, no one can tell me, please come on and, and challenge me on it and debunk me. Anyone suffering with any form of mental health issue, it starts fast from a negative thought. It doesn't matter where it started, how far back it started, it started from a negative thought. And what happens is, unfortunately, it, it will lead to another thought. It will lead to another thought. And before you know it, and because the person's not expressing what's going on, it's all going on in their head. They're not even getting to hear themselves with the great respect, the nonsense that is going on in their head. So it all stays in your head. And unfortunately, your head great for that ego because it will just bounce about all these other voices. And they say, oh, I, again, I'm convinced. Oh, I hear voices. That's your ego. That is your ego. After working, I'm, I'm a registered mental health carer. I've studied quite a lot on this subject. And I'm not saying I know everything, but I'm just saying I'm not voicing this from a place of complete oblivious just, oh, I'm having a guess. This is from working with someone I love so dearly. And, and for years, again, not serving him by just telling him, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this. Me telling him rather than letting him fucking air out what it is. But by not holding the space, by not holding the space, by not realizing in his silence, he's saying so much if I would just listen and observe. Rather than my ego saying, you're his big brother, you can, you can change it, but it's not how it works. not how it works. It, it's all down to, in my opinion, any form of mental health, which is, by the way, if you're saying yourself you're stuck in a situation, think about it. You're not physically stuck, mentally you're stuck. So is that, mentally, is that a mental healthiness? Or would you say that is a mental health issue? That's that a mental health issue. If you're putting yourself in a situation whereby you really genuinely are telling yourself, I'm stuck in this and there's nothing I can do about it. Talk to someone. Talk to someone about it. So go on. I was going to say, if you say that I'm stuck, that's what you are. You're, you're literally then communicating with your whole body, be stuck, be stuck, be stuck. So it's, I was stuck. <laughs> right now I'm working on it. That, that could be a simple uh, place to start. Another thing with the, the coaching and also the looking at things from a different perspective. An example, uh, I had um, a client who was just depressed, weren't, weren't happy at all. Like There were so many things that just weren't going right for her. And she was stuck. She just, whatever she did didn't seem to, to go well with her. But then puts a, the doubt on herself and like, it's always going to be this way. I zoomed out and go, how long have you been depressed for? Three years. Okay. That's incredible. Well done. It's like, what? That shows a lot of strength. Like, you've done that for three years. I would have struggled just after six months. I would have struggled. So that's incredible. Imagine if you put that much effort in to changing it. How easy would that be? And you can see their mind just go, oh, yeah, you're right. I, I am strong. 
all of a sudden I've got out of this stuckness to strength. Now I can start looking back. Okay, let me change this by looking at it from a different perspective. And sometimes, guys, zooming out is mostly the best thing that you can do. 100%. And two things, quote, Wayne Dyer, if you want things to change, change the way you look at things. That changed my life, that quote, because think again, for me, that resonated. Literally, anything I could go back on and say, I was, I was worried about it. All, all I had to do was, like you said, shift the way I was looking at it, and all of a sudden, it really, that's why I was saying yesterday about one of the MOs, I was plugging the meditation course about them, you do this instantly. You really can. That's what's so fucking fun about this when you start getting into this. Don't get me wrong, you still fail. We fail all the time. And I'll reach out to Harry over certain things and vice versa. But once you start just being aware of the way you think, because that's all it is, you're not stuck. You think you're stuck. Okay, how about thinking, I'm not stuck. I have a choice. Because you do. No matter what your ego says, you do 100% have a choice on what every second of every day you have a choice. To do anything you can choose, there'll be, I want to do that, I don't want to do that. It's always, there's not a grey area, there isn't, that's your ego as well, this, this is the bollocks for the ego, it'll tell you what you can't do and it'll also create a fucking grey area as well, but the truth is always, what do I want to do, what do I want to do, I guess what, I'm doing what I want to do, and like you said, Adam, it goes from, oh, I, I, I've been stressed for this amount of time, I've been depressed, I was. Make that your past, because it actually is your past anyway, but just start talking what reality is. I was stressed. I was stressed. I had an illness. Not yeah. so many people say, I am ill, I am sick. Like, no, you was. Now you're healing. <laughs> now you're, you're recovering. Like, you just change the, the way you do it. And again, being aware of those changes all of a sudden gives you a burst. Like, oh. I did something different compared to what I would have done or would have said before. I'm going to have to call this uh, soon, James. Like, um... You know, I mean, mate, that's good for me, actually. That's really good for me. Uh, I think I just, like, my closing point is, again, is, and I just spoke with it phone because it's coming from the place of experience. I'm not, I'm not trying to be book smart here. Every second of every day, you have a choice to do what you want to do. That's something that I now live by. It's a mantra. I've really got into mantras now as well. Start telling yourself, people. If you keep telling yourself I'm stuck, start telling yourself I'm not stuck. I'm not stuck. I can do it. That's my take on, on being stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll just leave a tiny bit. Is that The power is always within you. And sometimes it just takes speaking to someone else, getting it out, speaking to yourself in the mirror to always know that there's another solution, a soul solution. A soul solution. And I think, uh, let's Fatima close the show because I think this is beautiful. I've been changing the way we look at things, changes the reality of those things and the way they're affecting our lives. Fatima, you stole the show with that mic up. Boom. <laughs> ah, see you later, Hans. I'll give you a shout later, yeah? Yes, nice see, see you later. See you later, bud.